0: good afternoon and welcome to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcasting network i'm your host gary morgan with me as always is my co-host jim stam how are you holding up brother i know your whole family's under the weather a little bit
1: yeah yeah we've got a little bit of head cold going on so uh, apologize for the very white voice today but, um it's, it's uh we'll make we'll make it sexy today
0: well, I mean let's just lock up your wives everybody I mean like, <laughs> and uh, I mean we love having different guests on every week and hearing all the different takes but but selfishly, sometimes Jim and I have to talk afterward for like a half an hour just to get it all out of us. So today we figured uh, let's just do a show solo because I've got a plane to catch and Jim and his family are sick. So we just <laughs> kind of felt like, hey, let's just do it on our own this week. And Jim, the first thing I wanted to touch on was the World Series. Did you, did you watch any of it?
1: Well, you know what? It's funny. I didn't know we were going to get to that right away, but um well let me say this. I, and this may shock people just for the fact that we do a baseball podcast, but it might not shock you if you follow me on Twitter because I tend to bash baseball a lot. Gary, <laughs> Gary, I did not watch one single pitch of the World Series.
0: Not it doesn't one. shock me as much as you would think. I mean, and I, and I cover baseball pretty closely. I mean, and you know, I don't just write about the Pirates. I write about a lot of baseball topics and everything. So it's not like I'm ignoring the game outside of Pittsburgh. But it was tough, tough to watch the World Series this year. You know, I, I, I didn't really care about either team. And you know, I mean, I like Freddie Freeman, but that wasn't enough to, to have me watch it really. I like Charlie Morton. I mean, that's when I watched. I watched a little bit of Charlie Morton, so like, yeah, there was that. But aside from that, man, no, I caught, I caught highlights here and there. I tuned in for an inning or so every once in a while. But yeah, I, I, I kind of stayed away from it too. And To me, it was just started too late. I, I couldn't get around to it, and I knew I wasn't going to commit to staying up till it was over. So I just stayed away.
1: Yeah. I, well, I mean. You know, I think, too, like, the teams that were in it weren't um, very likable for um, a lot of people, too. Uh, I, I'm Obviously, there's still the Astros stuff that goes on uh, or has carried over. People just won't ever forgive them for that, and I can't say that I blame them. There's been a lot of stuff with Atlanta and the city and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for me, I just, you know, anytime I – anytime I even saw a uh, preview for the game or something hyping it or whatever, um, it just, it, it almost instantly put me in a bad mood and I don't want to be in a bad <laughs> mood when I'm sitting around watching sports, the Steelers and Pitt and the Penguins can do that for me enough, let alone the Pirates. So easily. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's just funny because it's such an, unrecognizable product i think for the people in pittsburgh when when these games are on it's almost like you're watching another league play you know um where we're not really a part of it we're we're, we're you know in, in in theory we are
0: yeah like we're it, a relegated soccer town watching liverpool right yeah
1: yeah i mean it's it's almost like it's just this other other uh better league that we're not ever involved in and um, the players are of such better caliber. Um, so right there as a, as a pirate fan, I think that's, that's a big, a big problem for me is I just get so off put by like, this is like, um, we play a certain type of baseball here, some self-inflicted, some not. And um, I don't even know what that is. Cause it's, it, you know, it's, it's just different than what we have to endure here.
0: I, man, I wish I didn't identify with that, but I kind of do. I mean, I, I get exactly what you're saying there. To me, I, I've usually been able to put that aside. You know, I guess for me, I I've been waiting for this CBA thing for so long that I guess when the Pirates were done this year, it was a lot easier for me to shut off. I just didn't care for for right now. I, I just I, the whole thing was just. Not the kind the style of baseball I've really enjoyed watching. Um, I yeah, missed, I miss the drama of that starter going seven innings. that means something to me. right. Once you get past even
1: the pirates aspect of it and feeling like it's just um, Twilight Zone baseball that we're not a part of, then you do get into the actual game you're watching, which is what you're alluding to right now, which is it's just it's just not a very enjoyable product. at least I don't think so.
0: I mean, let's let's talk about it, because a lot of people, you know, they've been bringing up uh, the length of the games recently, right? Yeah. And I guess, like, on a day-to-day basis, when I'm watching it, it doesn't bother me that bad. Like, I don't care. I've got the time for it. My kids are grown and gone, you know? <laughs> like, sure. But, and, and if my wife's going to put up with three and a half hours, she'll put up with four.
1: Well, she it's put not, up. She puts up with 24 hours a day from you so I mean well, 3 is nothing.
0: This is true. But you know, I'll be partaking in her sporting event from Halloween on with her Hallmark movies. So
1: we'll definitely
0: be <laughs> I we'll
1: feel you, brother. I feel you, brother.
0: But you know, I mean it, in the World Series though, average game time was was up there in in the uh, 340s. You know, that's that's long. And when you're starting the game at eight o'clock, I don't know how you expect to grow the game. You, you can't have kids like your age staying up to watch that most of the time. And you know, let's face it, this is an older generation that that baseball relies on to keep the game alive, right? There, Definitely. some seventy year olds aren't trying to stay up till midnight either, you know. So. To me, it just feels like they're missing the mark on on a lot of it. You're not even making the highlights on SportsCenter. You know, by the time this game's over, you know they're giving you like a live in-game. Here's where it's at. That's yeah, it, good. It, it,
1: it it's not. And you know, um, interestingly, you know, you look at the you look at the average time of a nine-inning baseball game, and um, Around 1980, it was two hours and 33 minutes. Yep. Um, before we even get to this year, which the games even got longer, it the average game time was up to three hours and 10 minutes through 2020, and then we saw what happened here. Well, we didn't. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. The World Series, the the length of the games. Right. I mean, I think one was over four hours. At least one of them was. Yep. Um. So. But, you know, here, let me play some doubles advocate. If that was the pirates,
0: would we care? We wouldn't. <laughs> Not at all. No, we'd be we'd be stoked about it. Right. But I mean, let's face it, it's a national product. Right? So Not according to Rob Manfred. Well, you want it to be a national <laughs> product if, you, if you're trying to expand the game, then that means that you want it in all the nooks and crannies. You want everybody in the country and you know, we'll talk about other reasons why the game struggles you know, with with engagement from the flyover country. But I think primarily if you already have a couple teams that a lot of the country doesn't really care about, you start the games that late and they're that long, it's not appointment TV like the Super Bowl. I already know the Super Bowl is February 13th at six o'clock right now. I can't even tell you what month the World Series will end in. So how are you going to plan for that? (laughs) <laughs> and if you do, and it's on a Sunday night, I, I'm sorry. I'd rather watch Saints-Cowboys than I would, you know, uh, two playoff teams that I really don't care about.
1: Yeah, you know, um, baseball, it, it's funny. You you touched on it a little bit. I don't know why um, – They can't start the games just a a little bit earlier. I know that the East Coast um, doesn't mean everything, but that's a that's a huge part of the viewership right there. um, Just based on there's a little
0: bit of wiggle room there this time of year. California is three hours behind, right? So you know you're already starting it at five, their time. Mm -hmm. So I mean you don't have like all kind of wiggle room, but go to seven. They're, they're used to that from when their teams play East coast teams. It's not like it's, that's the end of the world or anything. Um, does I, they, I think there's wiggle room there.
1: but I think there is too, but th- does baseball, does baseball even care do, do, or do they just, <laughs> do, do they just, they do they just know what they are at this point? And, you know, like I, I just alluded to just a second ago, Manfred had said, and he mentioned this as casually as I'm going to go down to the store and get a gallon of milk that they don't market the game on a nationwide basis, which I, I mean that, that he said it, I almost, fell it's crazy. My, I, I almost fell out of my chair when I,
0: when I read it's that. It's crazy. It's, but I, I've never they, seen anything so tone deaf and I've I, watched the NHL for a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, do they just, do they just not care? They, they, yeah, they're slightly concerned, but if the money's still coming in, the ratings did bounce back. I was a little surprised. Of course, last year there, it, it bottomed out just because of COVID and no one right. took it. No one took it seriously. I don't. I don't think. Right. Um, as far as the results go, but well, you know, seven
0: game series would have been like what? You know, almost a tenth of the regular season. So. Yeah. Yeah. How could you take it seriously? You know. So I. I don't know. I. I just.
1: I'm starting to get the idea that. They're they're just really fine with it And That that worries me That's a
0: big question Does Manfred and MLB really care And I think we'll find out You know, over time here um, He he says the right things about wanting To to shorten the game I haven't agreed with how he's done it yet But he certainly Said that it's important to him often enough And uh, I don't know, I'll tell you what though Let's go ahead and take a break And uh, come back from this, we're going to go ahead and dive into our poll question. I think we'll probably end up talking a little bit more about does MLB care in the process? Fan forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports podcasting Network. Um, next up, we're going to talk about our weekly, and uh, we haven't really been doing it weekly because we've been so jam-packed with guests and whatnot. We kind of thought let's take a little break from it and uh, let's jump back into it. Try to make it a routine. Um, Do you support a long work stoppage in MLB? Vote and comment. So you know the votes were; it was pretty well voted on. The options were yes with improvement, yes cap or bust, no it won't help, no I'll quit watching. Now, no I'll quit watching only got 1.3%. I was a little surprised by that based on a lot of the comments that I get from people. Um, It seems like a lot of those people didn't vote. (laughs) because I get hammered with that all the time. If there's a work stoppage, I'm done. I'll I'll, I'll never watch again. They'll lose me forever. I'm not seeing that in this poll anyway.
1: Well, people Um, did that. People made those comments with the NFL too. So for for different reasons, and guess what?
0: Yeah. I mean, sure they did. Um, (coughs) No, it won't help. Got 16%. I can see that. Um, I, I actually can see that over yes with improvement, <laughs> but yes, with improvement got 17 and a half and yes, cap or bust got 65. It was the runaway winner. And I'm not surprised by that in this market. I, I figured cap or bust would probably be a pretty popular choice. Um, it's, you know, I'm not making it my choice because uh, I guess I'm stuck in a realism bubble. So I'm going to say yes with improvement. Um, but, you know, we just talked last week with uh, with Smitty and Craig. I could easily see this game coming back worse, Jim. So where do you sit on the poll before we start reading some folks' comments?
1: Yeah, so um, here's the thing. Uh, when I'm extra cranky about baseball, do I want to scream from the mountaintop? Yes, cap or bust? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but when it really comes down to it, I voted yes with improvement because realistically, I just think that's the best you could possibly hope for. I, I don't envision the... Uh, nuclear holocaust scenario where everything um drags out to the point where they fix it and we get the cap and the floor and everything's great and we run off and uh just watch the pirates dominate for the next 20 years i just don't think any of that is realistic i don't think the uh owners with all the big pockets and the the, uh, big poor are going to let that happen. So I went with, yes, with improvement, because I think that's the best we can realistically hope for.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny. We're both on our second marriage and think like that because you know, <laughs> a little better is about all you can hope for sometimes. So <laughs> yeah,
1: li- listen, no- notice we do a pirates podcast. We're no- we don't do marriage counseling. So <laughs>
0: absolutely not. Although I think we're both two for two on the second time. So absolutely. You know. All right. Let, so let's read a few comments here. We have our friend Alma. She She's always commenting on this stuff, and I, I always appreciate it. So uh, if a lost season means fixing a clearly broken game, I'm all for it. Cap or bust? I mean, yeah, you can't get more direct than that. It's pretty much all in, right? That's what she wants, and sure. go after it. Mr. Scott Nelson, our good friend that we met at the game, uh, says uh, – I would hate to lose a season of baseball. And this is a guy that's been through 94 and those those seasons uh, of lost time. He, so he knows what he's talking about here, too. So I, I kind of put a little bit of weight on that just to make sure everybody knows. He's not just some rando. Um, hate to lose a season of baseball, but if that's what it takes to get a cap, I'll support it. The last thing we need is some compromise where money gets moved but winning opportunities don't change. Whew. I mean, yeah, he's right. That's a I big guess, fear, isn't it? Yeah. And I guess for me, the, the thing is, I, I think there's a little bit of room there in the with improvement where things get a little bit better for, for teams like this that isn't the full solution. In other words, I don't think this is going to make everything better or solve homelessness, but I'm going to build a couple apartment buildings. It's a little better. It's not going to fix it. You know, I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. it,
1: it, Here's the thing too. Like, I think what would be so, so deflating here in Pittsburgh for pirates fans is that everyone just loses their nerve and, and both sides limp out and just basically, Add the DH and a couple other just meaningless things. Here's
0: some extra playoffs.
1: Yeah. And just everyone walks away because they're too scared right now. And um, that would just, man, that would just be a gut punch. And, hey, look, if you don't think that could happen, well, um, I got news for you. That could easily happen.
0: It could. and. Honestly, I've been surprised by that a little bit. I've I've had a lot of Pirates fans tell me that expanded playoffs alone is something that they would be very happy with. It would give them a better chance to get in the playoffs and everything. The best way I can really receive that is is I'll usually turn around and say, like, you would have gotten a wild card in 2012. Is that enough? You know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, well, that's really where you're at. You're talking about like you you'd maybe get one more year on a window like that. That's it.
1: it it's it's just um, it's throwing a bone to these smaller yeah. markets and trying to dangle something in front of fans to say, "See, see, we're 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 making some progress, and everyone's got a chance." And, and that's um, if,
0: if that's if you're not jaded enough to think it's just straight up a money grab. Because I think it's just straight up a money grab
1: yeah on top of that first and foremost yeah you're right i mean it's it's a money grab and that's why the players don't want it right they you would think if anything players would be more more interested in it too but they know i'm sure
0: the players are quite interested in it they just want to make sure they're going to get enough of the pie yep yep like and and what i could almost guarantee is like the owners went to him like hey we're going to add another round of the playoffs here's uh 15% 15% of it, it's a big number, right? Nope. <laughs> right. <You> know, <laughs> and, and they'll, they'll go back and forth arguing about it. players. Tell them they want 75%. Somewhere in the middle there, they meet and they get their money. And, and the, the small market teams like you know, the Pirates in and Cincinnati and, and whatnot, they get maybe a little bit bigger percentage of the pie than they've earned since they're probably not going to have many more showings than everybody else. You know, that's that's realism. And it's not fun, but it's realism. I mean, here's our friend Dop. He says, you know how I voted a long work stoppage without a cap system ought to just about kill MLB and fly over USA. So, (laughs) you know, I think it's pretty much there already (laughs) in certain parts of the country. So uh, he's probably not too far off. A work stoppage will just be white noise to a lot of a lot of uh, markets that aren't being exploited or apparently marketed to right now, Mister Manfred. Yep. And uh, our last one here is Joe Myers. He says, "Cap or bust." There's no other way for Pirates fan. And you know, as a Pirates fan, it's really hard to say. There's anything else that you would really want to see? That that's it. You know, a cap would realistically. Give them a solid chance. Although, uh, as I just wrote about the other day, it it's not a guarantee. <laughs> it's just a, a shot to be on even playing field. So,
1: yeah, and and here's the other thing um, that everyone needs to realize too is like we get very caught up in saying cap and floor, and that's what need to happen. That's what needs to happen. Um, but then they got to get the details right about that cap and floor. Yeah. Or it doesn't matter. It's just more window dressing. Or, or, or it creates more problems than they already had. Which, trust me, baseball is is very capable of messing that up.
0: That so, they are. They're very, they're very good at um, fixing a problem, and then five years later, you find out the list of problems that that fix created, right?
1: It the, the ripple effects, man.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of things like that. Like, um, you know, they go to take away something like uh, foreign substances on the mound, which completely contradicts their wanting to speed up the game because now in between innings, pitchers have to like have a stripped down search. Like they look like um, going back to their cell after lunch hour. Yeah. It's uh, it's weird. And, and, Baseball hurts itself too. Even the on-field product. You know, we were we were at that game uh, when O'Neill Cruz um, premiered, and you know, yeah, we're, we had a good time and everything. But remember when we were watching Ben Gamble hit, and we watched them switch the infield, shifting
1: I about do. six
0: times. I mean, I just—I'll never forget because you just looked at me deadpan pan, like in the middle of it, and you go if you're shifting six different times and one at bat for Ben Gamble, my God, <laughs> I mean.
1: it, it, you know, it's just, it, it, it it's so to the point of ridiculousness that then you can easily see why when we get in games that absolutely matter, matter like the playoffs, how games are lasting four hours and 10 oh, yeah. minutes, because if you're doing that to Ben Gamble, um, in a uh, relatively meaningless game in September, what are you doing in October in game four of the World Series? Uh, exactly. You know so
0: yeah Giving and up you know, seven foot seven hundred foot home runs to Salar, pretty much is what is what's going on. Uh, but uh, we, we sit there and we, we, we look at all the different things in the game and, and I watch often how the rule changes will contradict other efforts they're making. And that's that's something that I just think you have to really think about. You want to shorten the games? Well, really taking the DH out of the game would probably do a lot more to shorten the games than adding it into a league that didn't have it already. I mean, like, yeah, I mean it, You're just doing things that are counterintuitive to your stated goal. You say you want to grow the game, then you say you're not marketing the game to everybody. So how is that going to happen?
1: The DH is a great point. I mean, because if you're bringing in more offense, again, which they want to do, right? They're trying to do. Well, that means longer games. Um, I'm I'm not quite sure how uh, more offense translates into shorter games. There's no 10-run rules. So,
0: yeah. Exactly it's, right.
1: In baseball, it's not like
0: it's not like that's a bad thing. It's not like I'm going, oh, man, I don't want to see the DH because I'd, I'd rather watch a pitcher hit. It's not like that. Yeah. That's not the point of what I'm trying to get across, and I know you're not taking it that way. I'm just trying to make sure the audience is, is following the train of thought here because – my point is not necessarily that it's a bad idea. It's, are you thinking about the five or six things it's going to cause?
1: Yep. That's what I
0: feel like all these negotiations, as much as they talk, they never get that part, right? They never think it through entirely.
1: No. And, and to, to, to be fair, I'm sure some of it is just unintended consequences that you don't see. Um, because certain type of things haven't even come along analytically or whatever, but, um, you know, you brought up something in, uh, in your article, I think it was today when you talked about the length of games and, uh, suggesting maybe that they limit batters, um, from stepping outside the box. Yeah, And, um, you know, here I am, being just as, um, talking out of both sides of my mouth then, because yeah, I'd love to have the game, the pace of the game quicker. And I'd like some shorter games and I want more excitement, but then whenever I think of things like that, um, having played the game and, and thinking about it from a hitter standpoint, I hate it. Yep. I
0: hate it. And, and think about the drama that you lose. If you, yeah. if you if you tell them that they can't like step up, there's nothing better than like, mm. you know, some of my best memories are like watching that 95 mile an hour fastball paint the corner on the inside part and, and the batter just backs up and he just stares down the pitcher. Like, I can't believe you just hit me with that. That's not where I thought that was going to be. You see his gears grinding. You see the pitcher thinking. You see the catcher wiggling his fingers, thinking about what's next. You, you lose some of that when you start like messing with the, the way that players are allowed to act on the field and, and how long they're allowed to take.
1: Yeah, and you know, for hitters, man, sometimes you do need to step out of that box. Sometimes you do need to think about the count. And what you saw in the last at bat, and you can't do all that before the at bat. So but it's just
0: become so ritualized at this point.
1: Like you know, everybody you get, does it all the
0: time. Yeah, yeah. you get every single at bat. Yeah, step out, put the bat down, prop it in between my crotch, open one glove, tighten it, tighten the other glove, fix my batting helmet, touch the the tacky stuff, tip it on my shoulder a couple times, step in once, bat it on the plate. I get it. You don't need to do that in between every pitch, but such, like such creatures of habit. But if you legislate that something like that out, and and you could, and they could adapt, then I, it, the legislation would have to follow. That in the World Series, when you get that fastball, you don't get to step back and give us that drama moment. You just stand there and take it, right? It's, yeah, it's uh, it I, is what it is.
1: I will say, and I'll I'll I won't bore people with uh, too many of the uh, glory days, but uh, when uh, we were in the uh, state tournament in uh, Legion baseball, um, they actually had something like that implemented where they did not want you stepping out of that box. They needed to keep the games going, right. and I'll tell you what, it was tough. It felt weird. It felt rushed. Um, it 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 just was one of those things where it was really hard to get used to. And like you said, you know, people would adapt over time, but then you're talking about that drama stuff where you get these epic, like 10 pitch at bats and it's just some of those bats you don't want to see end. So, you know, it's so hard because we take, we take these big stances and when I say we, sometimes we do it too just fans in general yeah games are too long and this needs to happen and then when you really
0: start thinking about it you're like well wait a second
1: i don't want that to happen
0: see it's that way with with most problems though like if you really really think through them and you really really try to look for the issues that, that will come up from it you'll find them and i think most of the time you end up understanding somebody that disagrees with you a lot more if you really try to think of things like that. I, mean, I, I think of something simple that the game did, like where they tried to limit the uh, the number of mound visits, right? Well, immediately there was argument about how they were enforcing it. Do you mean the catchers too? Well, sometimes we mean the catcher Only if they go out at this time. If they go out this time, it's okay and we won't count it. Or you'd, you'd hear Greg Brown and, and Walk counting them down sometimes, like it mattered. I watch these games all the time. I never once encountered a situation where a mound visit was warranted and the team was out of visits and they didn't let them go visit the mound. I haven't seen it yet. I, I yeah. mean, they're not enforcing it. So, like, it's not really a thing, right? It's so stupid. And they didn't enforce it because it's one of those integrity of the game things that the players pushed back on. You ain't gonna tell a catcher he can't go talk to his pitcher. You know, it, it's those are it's just as old and, and as yeah, the game. I
1: was just gonna say, like that stuff. It 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 needs to happen. It has to happen. You know, right. you can't. There's so, no signal
0: uh, for is your arm falling off. There, right. There's no. I mean, there's no signal for like you don't have your curve today meat. We're going to throw, you know, we're going to throw this
1: or, or, or in the middle of it at bat, you're seeing something as a catcher and you're just like, listen, I'm going to make sure he knows this right now that this is what I want. This is what we need to do. We need to be on the same page. And yeah, I mean, so are, are we just making too big out of a deal out of it? No, but I don't know how you fix it. And, this was just a random comment I, I when we were um, doing a little bit of research for the show today, and this was someone else who said, people constantly complain about the length of baseball games. Last year, it was three hours, 10 minutes on average. So two minutes shorter than the average football game. So yep. what's the big deal? And, you know, I wanted to dismiss it entirely right away because, you know, it is... Two different sports, with you know, it's driven two totally different ways by the action, right? But yeah, you know, I think if you love people, love the product of the NFL, so um, they don't care that it's three hours and ten minutes. So maybe if baseball could just fix the actual
0: product, then maybe the time doesn't matter as much. See, I think the thing too is, I don't if, if every game was the average. I don't think that would be a problem. I think you hear this chatter when games start hitting four hours, four hours and 20 minutes, you know, four hours and 15 minutes. I think that's when you start hearing it. And some of these World Series games did. So that's, in fact, they had a no hitter going to the eighth inning. I mean, probably adjusted that average way down, right?
1: Yeah, it did actually. and,
0: And the average was 345 for the World Series. So, I mean, you know, it could have been considerably higher if it didn't have that one game in it. So I I just, I think that's when it starts to be a complaint. The average game time, you know, on the surface, if you told me every game is going to be 314, hey, I'm good. I can deal with that. Problem is a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are 410 and and they're not nearly as offset as they used to be by the 245 games. And and I think that's an issue. I
1: can't it can't all be Adam Lane, right? Versus the pirates, uh, 86 pitches and and dusted off in about two hours and 18 minutes. We we don't get that very often.
0: I mean, but I think a good, a good point for this segment really is be careful what you wish for and really think through what you're asking for when you start talking about this stuff, because, um, I don't think that there's a whole lot of role changes to, to the game that, um, You really want to see if you really think about it, at least not flatly. They'd have to be a little nuanced, at least, right?
1: Yeah. Even today, sitting here thinking about the podcast, I said to myself, man, you know, this is not as simple as we make it out to be. And I'm going to sound like I'm all over the place during this thing because I kind of am. Because, yeah, when we when you start to drill down on it, it's tough, man. So, yeah, like you said, be careful what you wish for. Um, there are certain uh, indelible uh, ingrained things in baseball that I think if you just try to strip it down and suck that life out of it, um, any of the other type of things you were trying to create, now you've lost that. Yeah, so right. I don't – listen, I don't envy – what uh, baseball has to do and what they have to accomplish. But, you know, um, I, I I certainly think that uh, they've got a tough road ahead of them.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a a difficult game to change because of history. And, you know, you, you do have an older generation that, that kind of propels the sport still. So when you make changes to things that, um, older folks are really married to you can expect pushback i think (laughs) most of the time and um you know like a lot of people just dismissed the whole conversation about um putting up the netting in the ballparks you know everyone oh well it it makes it safer for the for the fans so shut up you know and you weren't even allowed to discuss it at that point because you weren't you weren't for safety sounds very familiar actually but (laughs) Moving you, know, on. It, you know, we we dismissed it largely because, you know, it, it became a hot button. It was something that, that people didn't want to talk about. But, you know, there was a certain aspect of the game and, and the interaction of the fans that was lost there. You know, players used to routinely go for balls into the stands and, and dive in. And then you'd see the the home fans like catching their guy and, you know, patting him on the back. And, you know, hey, that's your connection with that you know, like right. that—that's something that I mean. When you went to a ball game, it, you had a, a chance to to have one of your favorite players, your idol, come that close to you. Actually, come in where you're sitting, and you got to interact with him for five seconds. And that's something that I think you know the netting took away. Yes, safety is great, and I'm happy that they put them up. I think it was the right decision. I'm just saying, there's always a counter effect. There's always something that that um, is being taken away or altered in some way that you may not find palatable if you really, really think about it. That's all.
1: That's 2021 Major League Baseball, right? That's 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 where we're at with it.
0: Yeah, it really is. I'll tell you what, man, let's take a break. And when we come back, let's rip apart some Charrington quotes because that's always fun. And welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Jim and I are excited to uh, bring back one of our favorite segments that we. This, I mean, this is the real motivation for doing this show with just me and Jim <laughs> because this is one of our favorite things: is ripping apart quotes from from uh, Pirates figures of power. And uh, Ben Charrington is going to be picked on several times today. <laughs> I think uh, what we like to point out, basically, is just, um, A, you come to expect double talk, and some people like it a lot more than others, and uh, I think uh, I'm going to get started here, Jim, if you don't mind, and then I'll let you jump in, huh?
1: Yeah, man, hit me. Let's see it. Let's hear it. Okay, so
0: this was was right after the end of the season, and uh, Ben Charrington was asked uh, about uh, attendance dipping below 1 million at PNC Park for the season. And so this is pretty lengthy so I might read a couple parts of it. Maybe I'll read one part and let and we'll respond to that and then we'll we'll read his second part, okay? All right. All right, so he says, and I'm not going to try to do any voices cuz last time we sounded like Andrew Carnegie <laughs> or whatever. I'm, I'm not going
1: to do that. Yeah, you know, we, we probably need to work on that before we uh, before we do that again.
0: Yeah, and you're already doing Barry White, so let's just leave right. it we we'll Right, just, we'll just keep it sexy. Right. So he says, certainly we're aware of it. I should hope so. Um, I think there's so much this year that was new and different for us, and coming back to the ballpark was probably one of those things, Charrington said. We appreciate the fans that came back to PNC Park there are so many good fans in Pittsburgh and we want more and more of them to come back to PNC park over time. So that's part one of his answer to that question.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, that's a whole lot of nothing, which is kind of we're, 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 we're getting used to that these days, I guess. It's better than saying, please come back to the park. <laughs> please, please come back. Um, we, we know it's bad. and we. I'm think on
0: bended knee here, sir. Yeah,
1: yeah we, we think you're all great. And uh, just come on back out and we'll have a jolly good time.
0: Have you seen this here pirate nest? We, we got a parrot nest out there in center field now. <laughs> Where are you?
1: Hey, you know, maybe they can do something where, you know, you can sit a few innings in the nest. Um, that'll yeah.
0: Hey, that'll, ten, that'll ten get more, 10 more pup nights. 10 whatever. more pup nights. For, I'll tell you what, real entertainment, schedule a pup night on a firework night and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, well, that would be a blast. Well, they'll get
1: a few more representatives from PETA alone. So, I mean, you know. Uh,
0: well, I mean, they, maybe they can sit in the animal barn and, out there and <laughs> where the pitchers warm up. <laughs> I mean, I think for context, we should give his full quote because um, okay. there's probably some stuff missing there. So let's let's go on to part two of Ben Charrington answering less than one million attendance figure. We know a lot of what will drive this team, their belief in the team, and winning more games. We know that. In Pittsburgh, that's probably especially true. So we're very clear on that. That's our job in baseball ops, to do the work necessary that leads to that.
1: Well, I mean, did he just call Pittsburgh fans Fairweather fans and front runners? Um, because I would say that winning all over the place is kind of like that. You know, there's very few fan bases that, um, just blindly support the team no matter what. Um, so. I mean, you
0: live near Chicago. You remember the, the Cubs, they sold out all through the eighties when they stuck.
1: Yep. I mean, there. so, um, yeah, I, I, don't know. I mean, what else is he going to say there other than, um,
0: Boy,
1: that we was a very me thing to say, right there.
0: That's usually <laughs> where I go to with these quotes. Is what else are you going to say? Yeah, but, you
1: always do that to me. You're like, Jim, what do you expect him to say there? But I, I guess, like, he knows. He knows they've got to start winning. So in this, in in this regard, he's actually just stating the obvious.
0: He is. I mean, and I'm glad he acknowledged it. You know, I'm glad that winning is part of his formula for repopulating PNC Park. That you know, if, if that goes winning, unsaid, winning's good. If that goes unsaid, let's just say that that says a lot more than his statement. So I had fair. to say that, right? Even if it is just GM speak, had to. I, I I would love to think that this means like they understand it to the point where like there's a sense of urgency to it. But um,
1: it's certainly better than doing the reverse, which was insinuating that they can start competing a little more when fans start coming out to the ballpark, which um, was a mistake.
0: And uh, one that that they won't make again, I'm sure, you know, so verbally, uh,
1: baby steps, I guess.
0: Yeah. All right. Your turn, brother. What do you got?
1: All right. So I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this one. And I'm, I'm, I I can't wait to hear some responses from people too, uh, whether they're watching or listening, because uh, this was from Ben Sherrington. This was October 28th, so under a week uh, ago. And this is what Ben Sherrington said about free agency. We have some names that we spent more time on both in the major leagues and minor leagues, just in terms of being prepared. We'll look forward to being in touch with players and active when free agency opens.
0: Hmm. I guess the word that really pinged me there that I hadn't heard before was active. I, I think that's kind of contradictory to some of the statements that he made right after the season. So, okay, active. I think it was interesting that he points out they've been looking in the minors as well because that's just not something that I think a lot of this fan base really wants to hear is that they're looking to scour the minors. Um, I don't think it's a bad practice. I just wouldn't necessarily advertise it.
1: Because, boy, we just did a lot of that.
0: A lot of it.
1: A lot of it.
0: And uh, I'm not sure that anybody really wants to go through that again. And and when I look at the minors, I don't really see where you want to add, um, you know, any of those Ham and Eggers, scrap, heap, quad A type players, really. Maybe catcher?
1: Catcher, you could do it.
0: Pitcher? I, I guess you could throw, like, you know, your Chase Youngs in there and, and whatnot. Guys like that. I, I guess you could take take some swings at people like that, but I really hope they don't do a whole ton of that. I don't I don't really want to see that anymore. No, I mean, you,
1: you can never fault teams for trying to scoop up a pitcher here or there that you think may have something that either you like or you've identified that if you could get them in and maybe work with them a little bit, there's still something there. But yeah, as far as positionally goes, Um, I I just think that, A, just flat out, I can't stomach any more of that. (laughs) So there's that. And then, B, they they really shouldn't have to do that anymore to the extent that they were doing it this year with the Nagalskis of the world and the Stephen Fowlers. um,
0: I understand, like, if it's an in-season emergency. Sure. Doing something like that because – yeah, I mean, most of the good players aren't sitting there on the couch waiting to get called. You know, if you have a, a, a catastrophic injury in June, so you got to do something. I get, I get that. That's not the same thing as in the offseason targeting them, and uh, they do have to to fill out, you know, a minor league roster. And I do think they're a little light on 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 the mound. So I can see that as far as like wanting to go out and grab some guys for that. But let's just hope it's not like a major theme this year. And I mean, the, the the other quote that I have is on payroll as well. And I think it'll touch on free agency a little bit too, but,
1: um, it was a, but just before you get, move on, uh, that was a really good point that uh, you brought up there, which was, he mentioned being, uh in touch with players and active when free agency opens. Right. I guess we'll find out what active means to Ben Sherrington this offseason. Yeah, I
0: mean like, are we comparing it to John Russell <laughs> or are we comparing it to Lloyd McClendon? What which sure. one's active here?
1: A- exactly.
0: Yeah, I, I guess uh it's it's a word that I, it has quite a scale to it. It could mean like you make one move. It could mean you you plan to make ten. So kind
1: of kind of like spending when appropriate, right? It just you know that's exactly. I of the beholder, so okay, go ahead. Wrong. Sorry,
0: you can't be wrong. That's nope. that's really what it's about.
1: Nope that's so, a you that's a you problem
0: if you misunderstood what we meant, right? Exactly. So go ahead. So we we got challenged on the payroll here, and I uh, got a couple quotes from them. About the payroll in particular, so uh, I'll start with that. As we build that winning team, <laughs> I love—I always love those inspirational. This shining city on the hill, you know. As we as we build that winning team, most of the improvement that we need to have happen will come internally, either through improvement from players who are already here who are already on our major league team or from continued improvement from minor league players who eventually will be on our major league team. So most of the wins we need to build up will come internally. Nothing new to me. Hmm. This is what I expected they would do. It doesn't
1: sound like being very active.
0: That It sounds, and again, this, this quote is from, you know, October 5th. So, you're talking like October 28th. He's gone from this to active. Yeah. What's that sound like to you, though? That sounds to me like, hey, don't expect a lot. We're going to be, uh, you better hope that Kevin Newman figures it out. And that that month of Cole Tucker, why, well, that was as real as it gets, son. You better just <laughs> sit back and be excited about it. Did you see that new bat plane? Some bitch can hit. <laughs> like you
1: know. Craig, Craig will be thrilled. So you know, Craig,
0: Craig can't wait. He's getting season tickets as we speak. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, that was a, that was cinched as soon as the West Virginia Black Bears went away. So
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because when you hear that um, from him, I mean he he basically is setting people up. To temper their expectations, but at the same time talking about the winning. So, I, I don't know. That's a delicate balance. In, um,
0: do you feel like he could have followed this up with something? Because I happen like, to have his follow-up quote to it. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: I was just gonna say like what? So yeah, let me let me hear <laughs> All right. it.
0: He says, and then we certainly need to add to that. So, you know, again, hey, they're going to add to whatever they build. That's what we have been hoping that they were going to do. Mm -hmm. Um, We continue to look at at that opportunity. We should be incredibly busy in exploring trade opportunities, exploring free agent opportunities, but need to do that in a way that fits with the strategy that makes sense to building a winning team because we knew that so much of our success will need to be driven from improvement.
1: Man, he's just kind of straddles. He always both.
0: backs out after he walks into a room, doesn't he?
1: He straddles both sides of the line there, so it's like it's it's the perfect amount of wiggle room.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I mean, I get I get why he would he 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 would say that. It's just I just I I think we're at the point now. And especially we've we've talked about this CBA and, you know, this potential lockout. I mean, how much of this stuff is even really going to be happening Mm
0: -hmm. right now,
1: right away? Um, You know, aside from people on Twitter that don't know anything about the game saying, hey, they're going to be active now that the World Series is over. (laughs) Um, No,
0: there's about a month here before, you know, Armageddon. But, but, aren't teams, but aren't teams a little
1: hesitant when you don't even know what the parameters are? Especially, especially teams like the Pirates, right? Because
0: you don't know if there's going to be... One would think, but like...
1: If, I you're mean, the, Jim, if you're the Dodgers, you don't care.
0: No, but with where the Pirates payroll is this year, it's hard for me to imagine or even really defend them being afraid at all. They've got plenty of room to do something even stupid if they want to. I mean, just stupid. They could go out and get somebody for $20 million. It wouldn't hurt a damn thing. So, you know, to me, that that's garbage. If there's a guy that you want that you think is going to make next year a little bit more palatable for the fans, and maybe he can be here for the beginning of the window or even into it a little bit, do it. Like to me, you're not going to hurt this this rebuild like that. I I'm scared to death to head into next season with Bryce Wilson as my best pitcher. Straight up, I'm scared to death. And it's not that I think he sucks, but Bryce Wilson is not your is not the guy that you want leading this staff. No, he's going to be 24 years old.
1: No, they, they could certainly do it. I just feel like they are so overly, a. when I say they, I'm talking nutting, um, stingy, and then Sherrington cautious that I could see
0: them not wanting to do anything until they know where all this shakes out. Um, and then by then you you know some teams will have snapped up opportunities and and things like that. That,
1: that, Isn't that, isn't that the, the, um, the flip side of it is you could miss out on something and then, I mean, the Mets will still
0: be trying to hire a GM,
1: but. (laughs) Yeah. But let's say like, so they, if they've missed out on an opportunity, then you have that. And then if there is some sort of deal reached, then it's a frenzy and then you're, not going to be big players then either. So, uh, you know, you could see where either way hurts them. Maybe they would be better just to go and get a little something initially if someone's willing to do it. But I could see maybe players being hesitant too.
0: Yeah, it's a whole new world. We really don't know what to expect. But I think what Ben Charrington has told us to expect from all the quotes that we just read here really is uh, we're not going to do a lot. There's going to be a lot of uh, guys better get better, and if that doesn't happen, you can expect very similar results next year. I think is what he's saying. So, I, I don't, think if, I don't, I don't know that I buy active in the free agent market. I just don't.
1: No, that's one we'll have to revisit for sure. Um, we'll see. Um, I think as long as fans aren't seeing the kind of. Retreads, or just let well, let's be honest. There was some embarrassing guys that they put out there on the field that they were trying to get something out of. Um, yeah. Some of them know, they
0: ended up bringing back for an encore.
1: Yeah, I mean, some, so I
0: think they plan to bring back for a third encore next year. That's the part that frustrates me. You know. There may very well be a gold nugget in Anthony Alford's, you know, butt cheeks, but I'm done squeezing him. I I just don't want to see it anymore, for real.
1: I don't want to see you squeezing Anthony Alfred's butt cheeks either. So oh, good. But- <laughs> no, I I'm with you there. I I think um, I think Anthony Alford is somebody that um. I would move on from, but I could stomach him just a little bit better than the, the Kai Toms of the world. Sure. And, than the yeah, and I'm
0: not saying he's a total buster wash or he can't rebound or be good. It, I, I hate to be that impatient with, with guys, but I mean, we, we gave him a, a pretty decent try. And I guess at this point, if, if it really is about putting butts in seats, if you really and truly do want, fans in this market to to come back. You're going to have to put something on the field. You're just going to have to. Yeah. You're going to have to have a guy that people want to see every fifth night. You're going to have yep. to have something like that. Maybe maybe Bryce Wilson turns into that. Maybe Mitch Keller turns into that. Maybe Baker does. Who knows? I'm not sitting here saying it's not possible. But, man, it would mean a lot more if you went out and got it. I think, I think the message might be more important than the result here. Yeah,
1: it, it, and, you know, just even getting that little taste of, oh, Roanzie start at the end of the year or O'Neal Cruz in the lineup, that, that's, that's a little bit of an injection of inci- excitement there that as a fan, okay, I want to go out to the ballpark tonight. I want to see what O'Neal Cruz does. I want to see what Cantreras does. If you can add another guy that's not coming from your system, and I'm not saying it's got to be a megastar, but just somebody that you can say, oh, okay, we got him. We went out and signed him. He's pretty good. It's another reason to go out to the ballpark rather than having to watch, you know, Kyle Keller in well, mop-up I duty. I hear you
0: yeah. Better,
1: So. Yeah.
0: I mean, but like, you know, here we were at the game and all that we heard really all around us were people complaining that, um, the crowds haven't been this bad all year. And all of a sudden people came out for this game because O'Neal Cruz was playing and there was fireworks. So it was a very well attended game. And all we heard from other fans was complaints that the place was too crowded and they were annoyed that so many people were around. And, and I, it's it's funny because I think at the end of the day, people ne- aren't necessarily anxious to get crammed together anymore. So, who knows if, if attendance is ever going to really come all the way back until you're like in the playoffs or deep contention late in the season? You know, I, I don't know that we'll ever see that again.
1: You know, and selfishly, when you do go to a ball game, it's kind of nice to be able to lounge a little bit. You know, um, yeah. Nobody spills a, your
0: Yingling.
1: Nobody spills your Yingling like they did to Gary that night. And um, I still think uh, that girl should have apologized, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, I thought uh, she should
0: have been arrested. She <laughs> really she,
1: blew, she blew right past you. She, she <laughs>
0: should have been arrested immediately.
1: <laughs> and uh, she just did did not care one little bit. But yeah, like so, it's great to see uh, fans, and it's a great environment. And it looks great on TV, but selfishly, it's kind of nice going to a game and having a little space and being able to put your stuff in one seat. And I don't have to feel like I'm sitting on your lap at the game. So I mean, the best part the- of that
0: whole thing was your son walking up and going, daddy, Gary spilled his beer. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, Ben Charrington is going to say what he's going to say. We, we, we always parse his quotes because uh, it's fine. We're, we're busting his balls largely. I understand exactly what, why he needs to be so cryptic in certain times. But I think this fan base is already so filled with distrust, the double talk just doesn't do any good. I, I would honestly much rather you just directly tell me, like, the team right now isn't good enough. If I spent $40 million next year, we would not make the playoffs. I'm not even trying to make the playoffs next year. I want this team to just continue to grow, and then I will add to it once the prospects that I brought in add up to something. I, I, You know,
1: even when Sherrington and all this regime change took place... I was kind of on that from the beginning. I kept saying, like, I really wish that they would just take a new approach and just be as brutally honest as they could possibly be. Almost like a mea culpa of sorts and just say, uh, you know, we've got to do better. We've let you down. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. Stick with us we are going to do this the right way. And then when it comes time, you know, just all these things that you could say and just be as crystal clear as you could possibly be just because part fans never got any of that previously. So I think the Pittsburghers would respect that. You may, you may think that that doesn't mean a whole lot. I happen to think it would, especially with the fan base that is so, so um, skeptical of anything that's being said.
0: I think it would matter in a couple ways. It would matter one. Um, there certainly wouldn't be any way to wiggle out of you lied to us. But um, on the other hand, they'd have to like forecast out a timeline, which to be honest, he'd be a fool to, to do. I mean, like the, the worst thing he could do is tell you when he thinks his team's going to compete. I, I I don't. I don't think anybody could really say that. I mean, you'd have to. You'd have to have a crystal ball, to be honest. No,
1: you don't have to. I mean, it'd be tough, but I think you could word it in such a way that, because um, let's be honest, even if you took this approach, it would be super carefully worded. Yeah. Um, as 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 much as you wanted to be honest, it's still not going to be completely transparent. That you could say it in a way which was like. I know, we know, we haven't done good enough here and that you guys deserve better. And so without kind of getting in into the real um, nuts and bolts of timelines, um, Pittsburghers have never heard that from certainly a Nutting-owned team. Well, so We
0: heard from Nutting right after they uh, hired Sherrington Williams that, he knew they did wrong and he had learned something from it and he was going to do better next time but i don't expect to hear from him what they're going to do because he doesn't know at all i i think uh ben charrington has the plan and i'd rather bob stay away from it to be honest with you i think uh i've said this before if i was bob nutting i would hire an actor. Pretend I sold the team to him. Sit in the background collecting money and let him run it. You know, it's in. Go hire one guy. Sign one dude, and forever people will think you're a better owner already.
1: Yeah, it, it it's interesting when you started talking about nutting and staying away. I wonder what pirate fans would think if they were given the choice between Bob nutting hands off. Things aren't very good and haven't been for the majority of his time or Dan Snyder just totally up in everyone's business, spending money and just disaster everywhere. I wonder what pirate fans would pick, you know, um, despicably human. Neither. Um,
0: I mean, that, honestly, that's like asking if you want to die of AIDS or cancer,
1: <laughs> nobody,
0: nobody's going to volunteer for either.
1: No, but you I'm know, saying it, if you got to pick one gun to your head, I wonder.
0: I don't know. I, I didn't know. I bet most of them don't know any owner's names besides Haslam and Cleveland uh, because he used to be a part owner for the Steelers and uh, Mario Lemieux and Mark Cuban. That's it. Because Mark Cuban's definitely going to buy the team.
1: Of course.
0: Probably next put, week.
1: I heard he's going to put the O in PNC Park and uh, everything's going to be back to good there too. So. I don't know that
0: I would advise a grease fire as far as financials go, but, you know.
1: We'll we'll stick with just the dumpster fires.
0: Yeah. I I mean, if as many people actually went to the O as complained about it being gone, it might not be gone.
1: I'll tell you, I, I am guilty of that. The last three times I had an opportunity to go and had planned to go, it didn't work out. We didn't go. I said I'd do it again. I think a lot of us were guilty of that and I
0: know that's, I was, uh,
1: so. yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, let me, let me at least just say this about sharing thing. Cause I feel like we've, you know, we, we've picked apart what he said. And, um, I do think it's a clear upgrade from listening to Neil Hunt Huntington and how he spoke to, to, to people and the fans and just how ridiculously convoluted some of the things he would say would be. So I I, I will give him credit that it's been a clear, for me, a clear step up in that regard.
0: Yeah, it's been a little better. It's been a little bit less um, educating. You know, like Neil Huntington, I always felt like he was trying to tell me how they were thinking because they were 20 steps ahead of us dummies.
1: Yeah, condescending.
0: And, uh, you know, Charrington, I don't get that impression from, uh, if anything, I think a lot of fans, especially the plugged in fans, um, we tend to be about 10 steps ahead of him, you know, like I, I've got the future mapped out whether he does or not. So, and I think there's a lot of people like that. So, um, I guess for me, that's why the whole free agent thing, this off season isn't killing me because it's kind of what I expected. But at the same time, as I sit there and look at the payroll, I just can't justify not spending something. You have to make the product on the major league field a little bit better at some point for people to really buy into what you're doing. Because that's where people really want to see improvement. They're they're not going to care that the Indians are good next year. But, you know, it's not like that.
1: No, I think, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that they don't, care about that stuff they're not looking at box scores and yeah. highlights from the minors and you know there's a lot of people we either interact with or see on twitter man that's all that they're, they're just all about it that's not the majority of baseball fans they want to see improvement at the major league level and they want to see some some more wins and they don't really care how, how you got it
0: i agree man Hey, good, good episode, man. I really had a good time talking today about all these topics and I'm glad we just stuck with us because man, we had a diarrhea of the mouth a little bit, huh?
1: We, this, this, this happens every time it's, 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 we, uh, we always end up going over and, and talking and, um, but I will say this, this was a really good, um, episode today just simply because it makes you think, it made me think. And I I, got to say, sometimes I get very opinionated and um, set in my ways. And today, I I, I think I came out of it just thinking, man, it's not as simple as as we want to make it out to be sometimes.
0: Yeah, totally the same, man. I agree. So uh, how do people get a hold of you, sir? Well,
1: you know... um, Twitter constantly, um, way too much in in fact, but Hey, that's just, that's just one of my, uh, one of my many bad habits. So, uh, at Jim Stam 22 for the city, underscore four, one, two, uh, Steelers, Pirates, Pitt, Penguins, Pittsburgh all the time. And, um, enjoyed it today, buddy. Good talking to you.
0: Yeah, it was good stuff, man. And, uh, I'm surprised you included Pitt after last week, but I understand they still have a basketball team. I'm
1: I'm hopeless. Sort of. I'm hopeless, Gary.
0: Yeah, and uh, hey, if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, it's garymo zero zero seven, or you can follow the show Pirates Fan Forum on Twitter, and uh, write us an email if you like PiratesFanForum Fan at Gmail or Yahoo Sorry, and uh, we'd love to talk to you. And next week, another good episode for you. Can't wait. See you every Friday at two. Take it away, man. Yes, yes